Welcome to the 5am grind. Our mission is to create content to help you pursue your dreams in entrepreneurship or land that dream career. Tune in every week to get insights on mindset, goal setting, lifestyle, and exclusive interviews from leading entrepreneurs and business leaders across the country. Welcome to the 5am grind. How's it going, Horace? It's uh, going great. How's everything with you? Oh, it's not too bad. Not too bad. You know, apparently uh, we might be going into another lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Vaccine rollout, a bit slow. Uh, variant spreading. Yeah, yeah. seems like uh, we're headed for a third lockdown. And for those of you who uh, are listening from outside of Canada, we're talking yeah. about Canada, uh, Ontario specifically. Ontario specifically. Yeah. So it's uh, just to give everyone who's not from Ontario some context. Yeah. We've probably, I feel like we're, out of everybody that I know of living in different countries, we've been in lockdown for the longest by far. <laughs> it right? certainly feels that way. I felt like, okay, it, March of last year, yeah. I think the whole world went lo- in, into lockdown. And then I think for the first two, three months or whatever, everybody was like, oh, my God. And after that, everybody started dropping off, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the States, they're not doing this anymore, right? No. They're just kind of yeah. like, they're just out. open for business. Yeah. But, and then, I mean, they have another thing which I want to like kind of briefly talk about. I don't know how. Our topic is really important today, <laughs> okay. but yeah, go on. I'm not going to interrupt. Or maybe we do this on the, on the following podcast. Yeah. No, but I was just saying quickly, but um, yeah. we were in lockdown until when? Like August of last year? 2020? Uh, I can't quite remember, but I just remember the first one is the one everybody took very seriously. Yeah, and then we opened up for a month or two, went mm-hmm. back into lockdown. Back into lockdown. Now we opened up for three weeks or whatever it is. Yeah, and it seems like you're yeah, not yeah, going yeah, into lockdown go. again. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. But. Unbelievable. I mean, people just are, they've had enough yeah. of lockdowns yeah. and of COVID. Do, really? uh, do people, livelihoods are online, man. It's not yeah, just about no, being I'm, cooped up inside. You gotta, You gotta have a earn a living and stuff like that. That's what I, I, I think. Life about, must know? go on in some way. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. So for this week's podcast, we've got a uh, listener's topic. Oh, wow. And that is, it's a question. If you are not qualified for a job, should you still apply for it? <laughs> right? Okay. And the three sub questions that we're going to discuss on the podcast today are, would you apply for a job you're not qualified for? Yeah. Put yourself in the hiring manager's shoes. Would you hire someone who isn't completely qualified? And how can you show you're qualified for a position if you don't tick all the boxes? Right? I do have a fourth question, but we'll get to it if we have time. So number one, Horace, would you apply for a job that you're not qualified for? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was going to answer the question the same way. But it's great. It's great. I love the enthusiasm. So why don't you go into why why you would do that? I mean, okay, my thinking is... Uh, I'm not trying to like dupe anyone. Yeah. I feel like I'm a hard worker. I know that I'm going to put in the effort. I'm going to do all of that stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I, so I wouldn't, I would not, I'm not saying I would apply for any job. I'd see what is, uh, what is something that I could possibly see myself doing. Right. right. 
I was going to say the same thing. Like for me, taking my experience as an example, I have a finance and accounting background. Uh, Harris having trouble with his (laughs) mic. I have a finance and accounting background. If there was a CFO position, let's say it was the CFO of Bank of America, huge institutional bank in the U.S., and then the CFO of a small startup in Toronto, right? Um, The position is the same. It's a CFO but I know I'm not really qualified to be Bank of America yeah. CFO. I mean, I might still apply, but I'd be wasting my time yeah. and theirs. But would I be feel qualified enough to apply for that startup CFO position? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule about this. It comes down to your own personal judgment like, to a certain extent. The question was you're not qualified for. Does that, like, what do you mean? Though? I would say you're qualified for that, though. For what, the startup CFO job? Yeah, I would yeah. say you're qualified for that. Yeah, yeah. What about, I'm talking about, so it, well, when really we say outside, should, of, outside uh, of qualification, let's say, forget out of the bank of like America, because that's like, obviously, it's a, it's a, that's a huge stretch. Yeah. But what about if it was like the CFO of like a company that's doing $100 million, $200 million yeah. in sales? Or something like, look, I've been working for about 10 years, something that said 15 years, 15 years, excuse me, of uh, finance experience. Would yeah. I still apply for that? 100%. Yeah, I still. But would. then again, you're within you're within experience. Within experience, no. But let's say they say, "Oh, we need." Uh, I have ten years of experience. Yeah. And the job description says fifteen plus. Okay. Okay. I would still apply. Okay. I All still right. would. I would still apply. And I think um, I'm giving my personal opinion, but I will quote an article from the Harvard Business Review, oh, nice. which says, "You don't need to meet every qualification. Well, every qualification to apply for a job you're completely qualified for." If you're applying for a job that you're completely qualified for, you're likely aiming too low. Yeah. Right? Because a job is supposed to, in some way, stretch you yeah. a little bit too, yeah. right? You're not supposed to be like, if you're applying for a job where you tick all the boxes in that job description, it's quite likely that, uh, you know, it's a bit of a lateral move. Yeah. It's not really progression in yeah. your career. Um, and you're aiming too low. You're aiming too low. The other point I wanted to make on this question is applying for jobs and stuff like that. Let's say your work, I know you have your own business. This is is hard to relate to. But anyway, imagine you're working at a company. You've been an associate, let's say, for five years. The next level is manager, right? It's a a tier up. It's a level up. Most associates um, don't have the experience to be a manager, Right, like technically speaking, they haven't managed people. Yeah, they may have in their current job. They may have had. Uh, yeah. They may have may have shown transferable skills, but they don't have direct manager experience. But still, organizations promote from within, and people who are associates always get promoted within an yeah. organization. They become managers, senior directors, VPs, etc. People who move through their career and up the ranks don't necessarily have the requisite experience required for the next job. It's just that they've convinced people internally that they're ready and people above them making the hiring decision are like, we trust this person to grow into that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because a lot of people have to understand, you're not compl- if you're going to become a manager, you're not going to be the most awesome manager on day one. You're gonna, but you're able to grow into the role yeah. because you have the work ethic, you have yeah. the right attitude, um, that sort of stuff. But any job, any job, even if you're qualified, there's always a learning curve. Right. Any job. Yeah, any job. So manager, if you're being promoted, it's the same thing. But the thing is, is what people don't realize. Yeah. And, and it really will boil down to your mindset and what you think a manager is. Um, you may think, for example, managers um, 
are about, you know, I've got people working for me. They're going to do my work. They're going to, you know, like I'm going to be able to tell people what to do, all that stuff. That's not what a manager is. Okay. A manager is, let's say you're in um, an organization that is, you need, you're in a department that needs to uh, create or complete task A, B, and C. Hypothetical speaking, yeah. you could figure out whatever those tasks are, right? You've been working in a job that's been doing task A, right? And then you have some exposure to task B and C, right? But you know task A inside out. When you get promoted, now you're looking at people do A, B, and C, and you're making sure they have everything they need to be able to do their job. So you're basically taking care of them, right? Yeah. And if you have that mindset, I don't think it's a stretch to get up there. Now, if you think it's like, oh, my God, now I'm the boss and I know everything, that's not what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's you're getting, you're making sure that a group of people, when you are a manager, and I don't know why I'm segueing into this, yeah. right? When you are a manager, you're trying to figure out, does everybody that I'm in charge of basically have what they need to do their job the best they can? To be successful. Yeah. And then even if it's like, even if you're not a manager, even if you're doing a job when you're applying, I mean, I feel like organizations, I, my personal take, when you're an outside looking in, you're like, oh my God, this fancy name is asking for ABCD. Mm-hmm. They must really need ABCD. That's not really like what went down when they were trying to post that uh, job posting. I feel yeah. like it's more like, okay, we need somebody who could do these type of tasks because if you're a dynamic organization chances are um your job description is changing or it's evolving um, with the organization so there somebody sits down and they say okay we need these types of things um in order for somebody to be successful and then they figure out what are the cues what are the signals that we can have that show us that this person has this ability. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed, absolutely. You talked about, you know, what an organization needs. I think the key message I want to impart to a lot of people who are new to the, um, uh, new job seekers, graduates, etc., is that you treat job descriptions as a set of guidelines as opposed to very strict requirements, right? Because a lot of people are like, they'll go look at a job description and they'll go, oh, they need this, this, this. Oh, I don't qualify. Oh, they de- they yeah. self-deselect themselves from applying yeah. to the job. Let me tell you something. I haven't done much hiring in uh, in for, for positions, but I will tell you this. I've been part of a process quite often, and I know what goes on to like the hiring process, how resumes get selected, how job descriptions are uh, developed. There, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a perfect science. Yeah. A lot of it is just, I think we need this, I think we need that, and let me put it on the job description, and yeah, I need five years. Five years seems about right. Yeah. That, that's how job yeah. descriptions get developed sometimes. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. It has sometimes nothing to do with the role, yeah. right? Because I've seen it such that people are like, oh, for an entry role, we need five years of experience. And you're like, dude, it's an entry <laughs> role. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right? And what I would do to a lot of new graduates and job, new job seekers is that, if you see an entry role requires five years of experience, look for that same entry role on LinkedIn, let's say, and see someone who's doing that job today. Let's say you, I don't know, it's a junior accountant at, uh, I don't know, Shopify. Let's pick a yeah. company, right? 
And uh, I, I don't mean to knock Shopify, but let's say the job description says we need five years we have of working experience. Shopify, yeah, nothing so. against them, please. <laughs> so let's say we they say we need five years of work experience, and then you go on LinkedIn and see your friend who's working at a junior account at let's say Google, and uh, they just graduated at at a university and they don't have five years of work experience. Mm-hmm. I would apply for that Shopify job, right? Yeah. Clearly, someone on the other end made a mistake, and I think a lot of new job seekers get very intimidated by this because they're, I guess, new to the new in the market. They're fresh graduates, so they're a little intimidated. They're like, "Oh, they must really need five years." Yeah. You don't know this until you know you're sort of you've been <laughs> you've taken a few punches in life, and yeah. you know what it really is like. You know, um, and yeah, th- that's the way I would treat job descriptions. It's more of a guideline than strict requirements. If you meet most of the stuff or even some of the stuff there, yeah. go ahead and apply for the job, right? The worst that could come of it is you don't get the job, right? I'll go back to that Wayne Gretzky quote, which I really like. You miss uh, 99%, 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> 99. 99. 99. <laughs> so 1% you now. get in. <laughs> Shut up. I was going back to his jersey number, but yeah, no. You miss 100% yeah. of the shots you don't take. Yeah. So take that shot. Yeah. No, no, I 100% agree. Yeah. I think that uh, uh, a lot of times when. Uh, so what people also need to understand is that when they're applying for a job, um, the organization inside, the people who are deciding that we need somebody, that we need to find somebody, whatever that decision-making is, they're also trying to figure out, like, okay, well, we need them to do, like, so many different things yeah. often enough, right? Yeah. Um, and so we need them to have all these skills. So we need to, sh- okay, maybe they should have some five years of experience or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possibly it. Um, there's a lot of things that are not, like, as much as they're trying to signal or to the other side as to this is what we need, not signal. So basically when, I, when the uh, employer says, I need five years of experience, what they're trying to say is you need somebody who's polished, right, um, and has some kind of experience and knows how to write an email at least, right, yeah. um, if it's an office job. Um, and this could apply across the board. So what, you're, what they're trying to see is signals on what can this person – are the office ready? Can they uh, write emails? Can they talk to clients? Can they talk to anybody else at the office? So they say, all right, we need to get that. And in order to get that, let's, I think it's five years. Let's hypothetically speaking, I think it's five years as people applying for jobs. Yeah. I think you, it's so important to understand that. Mm-hmm. It's so important to understand that the job description that is in front of you is not necessarily those lists. They're trying to look for another set of skills that sometimes can't be described as effectively. Yeah, right? other than listing and a work experience requirement, yeah. for example. So, like, it, it could be like, I don't know, you have, when they say um, you need five years of accounting experience, what are they really saying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That you're able to, let's say, and I'm just saying, hypothetically, you could say law. Okay, with a, when I say... Somebody who is um, five years of uh, legal experience, a lawyer coming in, I'm not saying basically that you need to know A, B, and C. What I'm saying is, okay, after five years, your email writing skills have to be really good. Yeah. You're able to, like, uh, articulate your point without saying anything unnecessary, without exposing things, um, without um, any of these other, creating any liabilities. That's one thing. Second thing is, is you're able to handle 
different um, parties at the same time, right? You're able to handle competing interests at the same time, and you're able to manage that. You're able to make sure that you know what to say to who. All of these things, I mean, you've probably never seen that in a job description, but when I say five years, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those are the things that you need to kind of understand where it's like when they say five years, when they say you need to be an expert at Word or whatever it may be, right, or an expert at this program, that program, what are they really trying to get at? Because chances are, I mean, if somebody comes in and I say five years of experience as a lawyer and they were just sitting around doing nothing for five years in the past job and somebody else comes in um, and fresh out of law school but like a keener, I would pick the keener every single time. There's not a single point where I would not be picking that. Would be picking that five a year, ten year dude over the guy who, or the girl with <laughs> with no experience. Yeah. So I like that point because the second question was going to be just to let a lot of the job seekers into how hiring decisions are actually made. Is put yourself into the into the hiring manager's shoes. Would you hire someone who isn't completely qualified? And I think what you're saying is. Yeah. Even if that person isn't completely qualified, given the choice, let's say someone who has five years of work experience versus someone who has two and is less qualified on paper, but is motivated, has the hunger to learn, is um, has a good attitude, that to me weighs more than just work years yeah. of work experience, yeah. right? Because yeah. someone who is lazy and just, um, what do you call it? Yeah, someone who's just lazy and complacent and doesn't want to progress yeah. and help you as an organization and help you grow. To me, the person who's got a good attitude, uh, is willing to learn, is malleable, has yeah. a great attitude, that means a lot. Yep. That means a lot. That's worth more than work experience. Uh, yeah, it's 100%. Right? And it's hard to show that on paper, which yeah. is why sometimes even if you're not qualified for a job, I'd say go ahead and apply for it. Because hiring managers, what they may do is they may come across your resume or your cover letter. They may read it or you may reach out to them, you know, on LinkedIn or whatever it is. And they might like your enthusiasm. Yeah. And that's what they really look for. Because I'll tell you this. Once resumes have been selected and people are doing interviews, yeah. clearly everybody whose resume was selected is qualified to do the job yeah. in some way. Right. Yeah. And then it's just a fit about personality looking at your attitude, how keen you are, your ability to learn, et cetera, et cetera. That's all it comes down yeah. to in the interview, right? It's not about, oh, well, in the interview, tell me like your five years of work experience, like how'd you do this? You can't know. You can't know. As a hiring manager, it, you're, you're, it's a bit of a gamble when you're right. hiring someone. You know this. Yeah. I'm sure you've hired people and you're like, oh my God, that didn't work out. I thought it would be good, but <laughs> yeah. it didn't. Yeah. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. No, but I mean, that's a part of like business. But what I would say is like... Uh, one of the biggest things that like I look at that will show at least I've, I've come to figure this out uh, myself. When I look at a resume, there's a lot of people who are going to say, oh, I did this, 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 this. Some of it's true. Some of it is exaggerated. Stretching their truth. <laughs> Stretch. Some, <yeah. laughs> so, and, 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 but they're trying to get a job, which I, okay, fine. They're trying their best and that's how it is. But some of the things that I look at is how organized is the formatting of the resume. Okay. Because how organized that is shows me how organized a person is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Can they like it, it, it may be stupid, but like yeah. how you organize and put everything on the resume will shows me, okay, 
this person can take a lot of information uh-huh. and get to the point, and that's what I need. I think that's that's a really good point because I will tell you a lot of job seekers this. Yeah. You'd be surprised as to the reasons why some resumes get tossed aside. It can be as menial as, I don't like the way this is written. I don't like the yeah. format on this. Yeah, no. I don't like the way this is designed. I don't like a four-page resume because it's making me flip through it. Yeah. It can be as simple as that to disqualify you from the process. Yeah. And I really think people need to understand that. People making the decision on the other end yeah. are human beings. And humans are seldom rational yeah. and completely like... Um, value maximizing all the time. Sometimes yeah. they make dumb decisions. You might be very qualified for a job, but if they don't like your resume or something on it, they just toss yeah. it aside. And, and the thing is, resume, and, and, and I guess the question was application. Yeah, right? yep, yep. So you have to understand where the resume fits in in your overall job-seeking journey. <laughs> yeah. A resume is not a pitch. You're not pitching yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get a hook-in. A hook-in is a teaser it's so tantalizing <laughs> that the person has to reach out to I got I just this could be a mess like a mess up but let me just see if there's something here that I could get right uh-huh. so four pages no you're not, that's not a that's not a teaser you're, right. you're getting into the whole movie yeah 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 Don't no, get no, into no, the whole four, movie four, four pages right? is way too much yeah and because the thing is is like if you do four pages right here's the, like you're you're saying you're going to be saying so much and you have no control over the narrative because you don't know how the person reading is interpreting it. You want to be able to do that yourself. Yeah. You want a few zingers that write it. If somebody came up to me, I could, I could make you $100 million by like uh, this evening or by the end of the week. You know, I'm going to, 99% of me is going to be like, this guy is full of BS. So 1% is going to be like, uh, maybe. <laughs> Let me just give him five minutes and see what he's got to say. Right. Yeah. And and then that five minutes, he's like that person exa- again is not asking um, to to for me to like work with him for that hundred million or whatever it is. It's that five minutes that that first line is permission for the five minutes. The the five minutes is a permission to speak for an hour. Yeah. Right. So you have to figure out where you are and what step of it are you looking for. So for example, HR calls you up. At first, your resume goes in, you've got a nice zinger, everything is good, well-organized, right? Because HR is trying to look for that. Now you're talking to HR. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes in the beginning it is an HR interview, often enough, right? Or So you're now they just – what they're trying to do is make sure you, all ch- you check all the boxes and you're not wasting the manager's time. Yeah. So are you pitching them on your qualifications um, as you would a manager? No. Because you're trying to, you're making sure you're giving them all the information they need to push you to the second second person, right? Which is, you know, um, you you come to work on time. You are willing to work nine to five. You're okay with the salary. Sometimes they do those checks ahead of time too, right? Depending on the position. Um, sometimes they do this later, right? Then when you get to the manager, manager's like, all right, like the if this person's gotten this far, more or less, the objective stuff has checked out. Now I have to figure out whether this person can work with me. Yeah. Right. And so there's different things that you're leaning towards in different interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. No, so true. So true. I would say about the whole four page resume, I certainly it doesn't work in like <laughs> the business and you know tech world. 
for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're a professor and you've written papers and thesis and stuff like that, it's a different industry. What I would say is that if you want to showcase a lot of your work to a potential job, um, to a to an, um, a hiring manager, what I would do maybe on the resume, like you said, is put a teaser, right? Like tell them, check out my website, which has yeah. blah, 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 my videos or some of my work, stuff like yeah. that, right? I would lead them to somewhere where they can, you know, explore a bit more, learn more, etc. And I'm not saying all the hiring managers will go visit your website, but some may. Right. And it the thing is, is to be honest, if I've got a well-organized resume in front of me that looks nice, yeah, right, and they say, "Hey, check this website out. I did this, whatever." I would go check it out, man. Because listen, for me, it's an experience. A nice resume is a very nice experience, right? And I'm like, all right, let me take this experience to the next step to see, well, well what else do they do they have? If it's like a really not organized, uh, ugly resume. I'm like, yo, that link's going to be exactly the same as the resume. Yeah, yeah, Screw yeah. it. Yeah, it looks like, you, you know, you're not well put together. You yeah. didn't put some thought yeah. into it. Beginning email, same thing, right? I understand you could be courteous, which is good. Always good to be courteous. But then also, how are you organizing those emails when you're speaking, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, are your, like, capitals where they're supposed to be, full sentences, all of that? I feel like, uh, you know, the thing about, uh, this is a good point uh, about emails. <laughs> Because what I do think in job seeking as well as in dating, there's it's a fine line. You want to show you want it, but you don't want to show that much, yeah, yeah right? Because yeah, yeah. otherwise you come off as desperate and as too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And nobody likes in any field someone who's way too pushy, yeah. right? There's a fine line. Never give the idea to a hiring manager that you are desperate to work there. Because when you look really desperate, let me tell you something. People who work at a lot of prestigious organizations weren't like, I wanted to work at blah, 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 at X company, I don't know, BMO, forever since I was two years old. No, yeah. nobody nobody wants that. Like, that's yeah. a lie. Nobody did. Yeah. At two years old, I didn't want to work at BMO. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right? Like, don't say that stuff. It comes across as so desperate. It right? is, it's yeah. almost like your your hiring managers are going, oh my god, like this person is actually a little bit scary. I mean, listen, if, if you exaggerate some of these statements and say I've been wanting to work here my whole life, let's say hypothetically put that yeah. out there, I'll be like, oh, this person is not qualified to work. Yeah, are you because like they don't understand reality? To, yeah, you're like, like are you on? stupid? Like seriously, <laughs> who who actually wants this? Yeah. Uh, and, and what you're trying to say is when you say like, hey, I've, I've wanted to work here your entire life. What you're trying to say is I really want to work here. Yeah. Right? So say that I really. Oh. Well, there's there's Siri. Yeah, just say I really want to work here, or I want to work there because of such and such reason, yeah. right? I really admire this about the company, yeah, right? I, if you say, like, instead of saying I've been wanting to work here forever, I would like working. At, I'd want to work with you guys because I saw that you were doing this on your website, and it really intrigued me, and I'd love to get to know more. Yeah, yeah, something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, picture of how you can help that organization, yeah. which really goes a long way. And and you know what? Psychologically, it's just complimenting them. If you tell somebody they've got nice shoes or a nice shirt, or they feel good, right? Same thing with the company. If you tell them like, hey, listen, I like how this organization's doing this, and I'd love to get to know more. I like, I think it's a very good purpose, and that's it. And it doesn't matter if everybody else is doing the same thing in the industry, right? Like just because, like, I, I feel like. A lot of times people are like, I have to find something unique about this organization that only that organization is doing and compliment that. You don't, right? Like you don't, when you're talking about, when you compliment somebody on a shirt, chances are there's tons of other people in the world who have the same shirt, right? So um, same thing with organizations. They may be doing something that everybody is doing, but you have to compliment them on it. Yeah, yeah. And I would say a lot of organizations, no matter how good you think they are, all of them have flaws, 
right? Yeah. So sometimes as a job seeker, you want to try and help them improve on whatever it is that they're doing wrong or where you think they c- could improve, right, yeah. in their process and how they're doing things, et cetera, et cetera. I would say this as well, um, right, when you're looking for uh, – when you're looking for way, for ways to stand out on your resume, for example, how do you think you can sort of put that on your resume? Is it something as simple as, like, like I gave the example, such that you direct the hiring manager to some sort of a website you've created for to show some showcase some of your experience? One of the things that I did, for example, when I applied to BMO, right, in uh, yeah. equity research, was a lot of people recommended because the the position is essentially. You land as an associate and you're there to research stocks and basically come up with opinions about whether or not those stocks are a good buy, sell, or hold. Yeah. You present these recommendations to institutional investors, which then buy based on your opinion or they do their own work. They take your opinion into consideration. One of the things I was told to do with my resume was to put a sample research report about a stock yeah. right? that I did with my resume. To be like, look, this is my resume. Here's why I'm qualified. And here's a stock that I'm pitching to you that I think could be interesting, right? Just to show my work. Of course, my pitch wouldn't be as good as anything that's produced by BMO. It's done by myself. But nonetheless, it shows like I tried to do it. Yeah. Right? What do you think about that? Just standing up by showing some sort of a project or something you've worked on. Yeah, that's huge though. I mean, even though your your research is not going to be the same as BMO, right? (laughs) It's like... What you what they're learning from that is how organized is this person? What is his thinking? How is yeah. he going to pitch this to us? What to, what kind of points does he prioritize? There's so much information in all of that. There is, right? there is. That I would always, uh, if you can, right, I would always do, put in some kind of piece of work that kind of showcases this is what I've done. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Because then, you know what it does? You you go beyond just a resume, right? You yeah. kind of stand out a little bit from yeah. your competition. There's something unique yeah. about you. And you're not just telling a hiring manager, I did this, 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 this. No, you're actually showing that yeah. I've done this, which goes a long way, yeah. I think, to showcase the experience that you have. You know what, Horace? I like this topic. You like this topic? Yeah. Yeah? Why don't we do a part two about this? Yeah. Let's go to this too. Yeah? yeah? All right. So stay tuned. We'll uh, cover some of, the, re- some of the, the rest of the questions about this topic in part two. All right. So thank you for joining us for part one. Take care, guys. This topic. Take care. Right. See you on the next episode.